Hello, this is Angela with Springs of Zion podcast, and I want to thank you for joining me today. Today's word is called River Dance Part 2. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Romans 8, verse 13. My dance with the Father began when I heard him say, Do you believe in miracles? I said, Yes. Father, I do. As I was doing the dishes in my kitchen, he said, seek me in Joppa. There are several stories we can look at in his word regarding miracles, but I hadn't really taken a notice to Joppa. So with my research notebook and pen in hand, I began my discovery. But before I started, I prayed. And I prayed, just like we're told in Proverbs, cry out for insight, ask for understanding, search for them as you would for silver seek them like hidden treasures then you will understand what it means to fear the lord and you will gain knowledge of god proverbs 2 verses 3 through 8 so we have to learn how to search things out this is how we gain the knowledge of god so the biblical town of joppia is known today as jaffa at that time it was the main port on the coast it was about 46 miles um, northeast of Damas- damascus and about 59 miles west of Jerusalem. We recognize the road to Damascus as Saul's soon-to-be Paul's conversion, where he spent three days in shock, without sight, without food or water, to be delivered by a man named Aeneas. We read this in chapter 9 of Acts. God appears to Aeneas and tells him to show up at Saul's lodging to lift his blindness and be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Acts 9. Spiritually, As you and I walk along this road of Damascus, we too must make the decision to fully follow Jesus so we we can receive a pouring or indwelling of his Holy Spirit. But what does this really mean to follow Jesus? Well, to receive our pouring, we must first be willing, like Aeneas, to move when God says go. Can you imagine how afraid he was to approach Saul, who was a known killer to anyone that followed Jesus? I mean, we read in Acts 6, a couple chapters prior to Acts 9, that uh, we covered this on the podcast, and Stephen was stoned to death for his faith in Jesus. He testified so boldly, the wicked men threw rocks at him, and Saul held those old wicked men's garments, their coats, as they stoned this young Stephen to death. So I can imagine the fear that Annius had to approach Saul, but how do you think he had the courage to do it? Well, when God speaks, we must be willing, and then he strengthens us, right? Well, his strength comes with the Holy Spirit. Annius was filled with the Holy Spirit in chapter 2. We have to have the faith to move in God, and then he fills us. But who is the Holy Spirit, really? I mean, this has plagued man for centuries. In fact, churches have split over and created new denominations because of the Holy Spirit. Well, here on Springs of Zion, we welcome the Holy Spirit. And He is very much alive and working through me as I speak and have Him lead me in the Spirit as I share. For instance, today, as you listen, the Holy Spirit is going to place things in your heart and in your mind that you had never even thought of. You might hear a verse, you might hear a song, write it down 
and seek it out. I'm just a willing vessel here. He's using me. And when I think of the Holy Spirit, I picture a very large man holding a very large sword. (laughs) And it's powerful. And then I heard God, when I pictured this, I heard the word God say, the sword of the Spirit is my Holy Spirit. And it's the powerful part of me. I've read this in his words. So this would be considered an encounter with God. I'm hearing God speak to me inside my mind. If we're familiar with scripture, the verse in God's word will come to your mind. If you're unfamiliar, type it into Google. Go to your Bible app. Type the phrase in. Most of us know and are familiar with this scripture, chapter 6 of Ephesians, verse 17, regarding the whole armor of God. The Holy Spirit is the avenue or means that releases and demonstrates the power of God in us. It's pretty cool, right? So in our minds... We can define the Holy Spirit as the presence of God, the presence of Jesus right here, all around me and all around you. And if the presence of God is the Spirit of God and the Spirit of God is the power of God, then that means the power of God is right here, right now. <laughs> we don't, there's, no, there's no argument. But what do we do with it? Well, to be honest, this is where things start to get exciting. Are you beginning to believe that there's more to your walk with God than what you're experiencing? Because that's what being baptized or indwelled by the Holy Spirit is about. So when we pick up the sword of the Spirit, it means we're accessing the Word of God. I've been in the book of John for quite a while, and the entire book is about the presence of God. So for those just learning, you would want to go out and read the book of John. And there's so many tools. There's so many ways um, to learn the Bible without just sitting and reading it like a robot. In the book of John, God is the Word. The very first verse 1 in chapter 1 of John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. So you see, we're told right now, the sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. And again, in John chapter 6, verse 63, it says, It is the Spirit who gives life, the flesh, profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit, and they are life. So if the words or the Word of God is spirit, and the Word or the Spirit was with God in the beginning, and all things were made by the Word, then God is the Word, which is the Spirit, which is the Holy Spirit. It's a mouthful, right? Word of God is Spirit. The Word of the, or the Spirit was with God in the beginning, and all things were made by the Word. And then God is the Word. So the Holy Spirit was there in the beginning. And we read this in Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. The Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. It was the Holy Spirit who empowered Jesus to make all things. And it's the same Spirit that empowers you and me. I mean, it's amazing. It's super simple. And the Word is the sword of the Spirit. Ephesians 6, verse 17. And the Word is God. John 1, 1. And Jesus is the Word. John 1, 14. So let me just interject here. This is where most people stop. They believe in the Holy Spirit. They believe in God. They believe in His Word. 
And then they just have their ticket. They believe Jesus is their Savior, and they have their ticket to heaven in hand, and they don't go any further. Because (laughs) it's scary. I don't know. Or they don't know. But see, our world is super dark. It's, It's pretty... It's crazy what they're doing to our children. I mean, any of you listening, you know, I believe God is doing something in the spirit. He's wooing us. He has a clarion call. So this is an amazing time to seek the Lord. With these facts that I've just provided, coupled with choosing to believe that Jesus died for our sins, rose again, and saved us from hell, we can believe here on Springs of Zion, God is making big moves, right? He's looking for some new dance partners. I think this is for you today. If you got a witness, listen carefully. His partners open his scriptures and they devote their hearts to God. They willingly seek the Lord to find him. This has always been the case. But as we discovered in part one of this podcast, we've been deceived, you guys, thinking we're not enough, that we had to do something spiritual or be something special, or that we had to stop sinning or we needed to know more, and the list goes on, before we could actually access God. Well, I'm here to tell you that is not the case. If you're willing to set some time aside and seek the Lord, He will, he will set His Spirit upon you, and you'll be able to boldly step out onto the dance floor with God. It'll be a slow dance at first, but eventually you're doing the tango, and pretty soon there's a congo line, meaning you have others seeking you for prayer, for guidance, who God will come and equip you. This is the dance with God. And at this juncture, you find a little bit of freedom from your predestined enslaved sinner mindset. Hallelujah. You're starting to discern with new ears and eyes, and you can actually visualize Paul on that road of Damascus. This is the pouring of the Holy Spirit. He begins to reveal truth within the Word that penetrates all the layers within our hearts, our mind, and our soul. And as we meditate on these scriptures, (laughs) we mature. We, we are changed. If we look in Luke chapter 24, verse 49, Jesus told his disciples, And now I will send the Holy Spirit, just as my Father promised. But stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from heaven. So that's why as Christians we get a little touch of the Spirit and then He disappears. Touch, because we need to stay here in this city until the Holy Spirit comes and completely fills us. In Acts 1.8, Jesus told the disciples, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. So we have it in us. That's why you get a witness now and then. But once the Holy Spirit comes on you, things start changing. Jesus is saying that when he left, he was going to send the Holy Spirit. And when they received the Holy Spirit, they would be filled with power from high. And this It was not just for the first church, you guys. This is for all believers, everyone who receives Jesus. Peter said, repent and each one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call to himself. God is calling us to him. So now we need to understand that the Holy Spirit is the sword of the Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is the powerful part of God. 
The Holy Spirit is the powerful part of God. He uses the sword of the Spirit to demonstrate the power of God in us. Then, if we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we'll be filled with God's power. It's exciting. Jesus' disciples were already Christians, just like you and me, but they didn't have the power until God gave it to them, filled them up, topped them off, and they were ready to do signs and miracles. And I think that's what God is doing. He's getting ready to equip us, those of you filled filled up, topped over, rolling around with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> the Bible calls this baptized in the Holy Spirit. Gathering them together, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father had promised, which you heard from me, from John the Baptist, with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Not many days from now. Acts 1, verse 4 and 5. And the word baptized simply means to immerse, which is to be completely covered up with the Holy Spirit. And a different picture than just having a little bit of it, a little bit of witness here and there. No, this is an indwelling. Jesus told them in John 14 that whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. And greater works than these will he do because I'm going, I'm going to the Father. So I believe that is what's happening. It's pretty strong. It's a pretty strong word. The Bible is written to you and to me. So this is about the powers available to us when we get filled with the Holy Spirit. Such good stuff, you guys. Think about this. Ephesians 6, the Bible tells us, put on the whole armor of God. Well, (laughs) we're not fighting against flesh and blood now. We're against principalities and powers of darkness, right? So if you have on the whole armor of God, you just stand there against these principalities and powers. And guess what? Holy Spirit is the armor. He's fighting for us. We just stand there knowing and believing Holy Spirit is doing the work. He's the real armor of God. He's the superhero costume to fight these powers and principalities. Holy Spirit, come and then just stand and believe you're victorious in every encounter. Do you get that? What I just said? This is a choice that you have to make You have to decide to believe. This is the starting point. You may not know everything, and you don't have to, because His Spirit knows. Just start with an open mind and a choice to believe what you learn about God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Once you make this choice in your mind, then you open the door for things to start happening in the spiritual realm all around you. See, actually, these things are already happening, but you're going to become aware of them. That's how it happened to me. Once I had made the choice to believe the unexplainable things that were happening in my life, (laughs) it was fun. Every scripture was being read in a new way for me, opening with power and truth that I could apply to my life. It was like so much fruitful knowledge. Everything I started noticing, everything was based on the Bible. Everything. I began inserting myself. Every time I read the word Israel or Israelites, I would put my name in, especially when I'm reading some of Paul. Do you get the picture? The scriptures are being applied to my life as I read them. God is speaking through the scripture, just as we are told by John. The word is God. Holy Spirit begins revealing God through his word to leave me and you hungry for more. The more I read, the more I realized the entire Bible is about the Holy Spirit. 
and that the entire Bible is aimed at the Holy Spirit. And what do I mean by that? Well, God's Spirit is and was behind everything. God's in heaven, right? He's not here. I guess that makes sense, right? I hope I'm making sense. But the Bible was inspired by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit didn't pick up the pen and write it. He inspired people by whispering in their ear and in their hearts and their minds, and they wrote the words down. With each thing I've learned, what was actually happening was that my spiritual eyes were being opened, and I could see these things, and it was like multi-layer. The Bible says in Matthew 13, verse 13 through 7, if you don't have eyes to see and ears to hear, that you cannot understand the things of God. Your eyes have to be opened to see and understand the things of the Holy Spirit. So start asking God today, Lord, open my spiritual eyes to see and understand your Holy Spirit. I believe that your Spirit is all around me, guiding me every day. I want to see and know your Spirit better. Just pray this every day until things start happening and you realize and give God credit. It's not me, it's God, just like my podcast. I don't take any credit for this. I'm just a willing vessel. And sometimes I do strive. I will be honest because we're human. (laughs) But you have to make the effort. Focus on your spiritual eyes at every situation. Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me here? So how does Joppa fit into all this? Well, one look at the apostle's life reinforces his behavior was dramatically changed. He was no longer a killer after he encountered Jesus on the road of Damascus. He lived a powerful holy life. I mean, there's so many books in the Bible written by Paul. You can read his entire story in 1 Timothy. And I want to encourage you to do that today. And wherever you read the name Paul, put your name in. To have faith like Paul, we must pray for an encounter with Jesus. I believe Jesus is moving within us. Everybody is so sick of our current world. I mean, I am. Everything is a lie. And when you actually know the truth of God, the lies just are overwhelming. Paul shares that the road to Damascus had many obstacles to battle to find God. He warns that people will be lovers of themselves lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy. You guys, these are our hindrances. Each one must be dealt with. And let me tell you, we each have every single one of these. These are the layers, layer upon layer in your heart. And we have to answer to God with each and every one of these. If we address these things that we carry within our hearts, this is called surrender. (laughs) And it's so funny because I did this journey, but I did not have knowledge of how it was happening. So in this season of my life, God has taken me back to my notebooks and shown me, this is how I showed you to do this, this, and it's neat. So make sure you write it down so that you can be standing in my place in three and a half years and sharing your stumbles and your hindrances and how your walls came down. This is letting the Spirit guide you so that your the Word of God breaks down those hindrances. In Obadiah chapter 1, verse 14, you should not have stood at the crossroad 
to cut off those among them who escaped, nor should you have delivered up those among them who remained in the day of distress. We got to deliver everything up to God, you guys. Don't keep anything. And let me tell you, you're not going to know everything at first. Just be willing. Today, before preparing this post, I asked the Lord, I can't remember the steps. And the Spirit led me. He said, Angela, your road was twisted. It really was, you guys. I was so deceived. I thought I could handle anything until the Lord broke me. I had to work like 200 days straight, 10 hours a day before I said, I I can't do this anymore. And we closed my coffee shop one day a week. We were open seven days a week. So if you're like me, super hard-headed, your road, you're not going to get a complete indwelling until all this garbage is taken care of. But it's okay. It's a process. And it can be fun along the way. This morning, I heard the Spirit of the Lord say, Mark 1. And he often does this. So I get up and I go and I sit down and I read Mark 1. Ah, I nothing really resonated with me. So I read it a second time, slower. And as I was reading, I finally heard the Lord speak to me in verse 33. He said, so you can see how it, you can't get in a hurry. You have to take the time to unravel. And sometimes you have to search things out. And you have to go to other applications. And it, it's like being a detective. I once heard a pastor say, if you hear the Lord speak to you about a verse, read the, the chapter before and the chapter after. Well, in my case, I felt confused by that. So God's going to speak to you in a way that works for you. So in Mark 1, verse 33, Jesus got up early while it was still dark and found a solitary place to pray to seek the Father alone, to welcome the Spirit so that His river can begin to flow through you and you can begin to dance with Him. This is the step one. Solitary. Find a place where there is no one else. I always found like, I see people in coffee shops or my coffee shop reading the Bible, but I find that if you're in a room, all their spiritness in that room blocks you. (laughs) My best time is by myself. Okay, so that's the that's dance step one. Dance step two, the Lord said, Zechariah chapter 13, verse 7. So let's go there. And I, I looked up the passion. I actually like the passion in the message because it talks in a language that I can receive quickly. I don't have to be super smart. <laughs> and this verse is, Awake, O sword against my shepherd. The man who is my associate and equal, says the Lord Almighty, strike down the shepherd and the sheep will scatter, but I will come back in comfort and care for the lambs. So (laughs) we can assume the shepherd is Jesus and we are the lambs, right? We cut down all the garbage that's in our heart. It scatters and Jesus comes back to care for his lambs. We are his lambs. We can hear his voice. And the Old Testament, the book of Leviticus chapter 7, um, we're taught all the sacrifices to the Lord. I want to, if you're really desiring this, I would go read that again. And as you're reading it, ask the Spirit of the Lord, what do I need to know here? And practice. You might not hear anything at first, but I believe you were going to hear something because God, He needs some new dancers. 
All right. In our situation today, he's at, he's saying, surrender our souls to him to get our filling. This is the next step. And I heard a whisper, Psalm 22, verse 20. And it says, deliver me from the sword, my precious life on the power of the wild dog. Save me from the mouth of the lion and the horns of the wild oxen. Okay, so that, I think that was an NIV version. So I looked up the message and it says, you God, don't put off my rescue. Don't let me cut off my throat. Don't let those mongrels devour me. If you don't come soon, I'm done for. Gored by the bulls and meat for the lions. The Lord's saying, repent. Beg him to come wash you. He understands how long this, this road has been. We just have to ask the Lord to come. In Psalm 116, <laughs> he's, the psalmist is begging for God's mercy. For you to sit in the river or flow in the Spirit, God's going to teach you. And it's amazing. And it's going to be different than my path. But I hope I'm encouraging and inspiring you and kindling a fire in you today to seek the Lord. Because He really needs us, you guys. The world's nuts. All right, so how do we stay in the Holy Spirit? I heard rituals and relationships. It takes both. I don't really like rituals. I'm kind of an out-of-a-box girl. In the Old Testament, it's a clear picture of how God approached, how the priests approached God in the Holy of Holies. That was where the presence of God was. And they were only allowed to go once a year. And these priests had to follow strict, laid-out laws by God, or God killed them. <laughs> we, we talk about this in Strange Fire, the two sons of Aaron, that podcast, Strange Fire. Go back and listen to it if you missed that one. Since everything in the Bible is meant to be a spiritual picture, our not approaching God at all or wrongly means spiritual death for us. Spiritual death is the separation, right, from the presence of God and His Spirit. So because of Jesus' death and atonement for our sins, we've become the temple of the Holy Spirit. He lives in us. He dwells in us. We abide in Him. And he abides in us, John 15. So Old Testament high priests, they were only allowed in once a year into the Holy of Holies. The Holy of Holies was the temple of God and his spirit at the same time. And on that day, the priests would enter, but they had to do hundreds of rituals in order to keep themselves ready and prepared. And the seven days prior to the day of the year when they were allowed in, They had to follow a whole set of ritual steps in order to purify themselves. And then finally, on the special day, they were allowed in. But not us. The difference for us is Jesus came. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. His sacrifice on the cross gives us access any time, any day we want. But just like the priest, there are some things that we have to do, you guys, or... We're not acceptable to enter the presence of God, right? We aren't able to receive His Spirit. Just like the priests, we have to do some regular things. And I don't want to use the word ritual, but it's kind of a ritual for me. I get up when it's dark, just like Jesus, just like the verse. And I sit in my living room. And luckily for me, I have an excuse because I have a giant dog that needs to go out. We sure don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit and find ourselves not worthy, right? 
So I sit the very first thing and I pray. And the presence of God comes over me. I can feel it. It take, and let me show you the steps. So, I mean, this is not special treatment. I'm just trying to let you understand that to enter the Holy of Holies, they had to enter the gates of the outer court of God's temple. They had to sacrifice at the altar. They had to wash in the basin to clarify and cleanse themselves. They had to light the lampstand. They had to offer food at the table. I mean, meat, sacrificial meat. And then they had to burn incense at the altar. And then they had to enter the Holy of Holies, the presence of Almighty God. So what do these steps look like for us? I mean, our daily devotion needs to cover these steps. I didn't design this. God did. And His Spirit came and taught me how to do this. So each morning I sit down in the dark. You don't have to be dark, but no one's up. And I enter His gates with thanksgiving. Thank you, God. Thank you for your son. Thank you. Thank you for this house. Thank you for my heat. You know, thank you for everything you can think of until you can't think of anything else. And then you enter his court and you come before him and you praise God, praise God. And you're being purified because you're repenting of the things that come to your mind. You're turning away from the garbage in your life. Maybe you said something. You're asking for forgiveness and any thought that comes to mind because Holy Spirit's great about this. Anything that you may have said or done or just bring it to the Lord. Focus on the Holy Spirit and ask Him to fill you. Come Holy Spirit, come fill me. Become part of my day. Become part of all my circumstances. Welcome Him to light your path today. The table of showbread represents taking his word into your soul, bread of life. You do this by reading the Bible. Read a chapter, understand it, stick with it until the Holy Spirit says something to your spirit through the chapter and the verses. And it's so fun when this happens. You're like, how could this, I mean, they just, he just does a perfect job. Then you worship, worship at the feet of Jesus. Picture yourself bent down in front of Jesus. Play worship music, sing. God loves it when we sing to him. Hum, pray in the spirit. Just worship God for all that he is and all that he does, for sending his Holy Spirit to live in you and guide you through every situation and circumstance today. And then stop. Be still. Know that you are in the presence of God. Believe it. Know that Holy Spirit is in you and around you. And listen. We're told, ask and you shall receive. Talk to the Holy Spirit. Ask Him questions. And then be still and listen. He'll answer you in a quiet voice in your head like a little gentle breeze on that beach that I always talk about. He might use a song or a thought or a verse that you just read. He might give you a picture in your mind. This is the presence of the Lord. And you can take the Holy Spirit with you wherever you go. You're now a dancer. You're on the dance floor with God. Isn't this exciting? So get ready. Expect great things to happen and look for miracles. This is the city of Joppia. 
you entered the city. So Lord, I just thank you for this podcast and all my listeners. It's so encouraging to learn the steps in which to seek you, Father God. We just thank you for your Holy Spirit and your Son, Jesus. And we just love you, Lord, so much. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. So I hope this encourages you today. And I bless each and every one of my listeners. Take care. Bye-bye.